Binging on movies with Rebecca and Jason. Are you gonna love them or hate them? Here comes the binge. Hey everybody, welcome to the Binge Movie Podcast in which a couple of homos review the latest movie theater releases. I'm Jason Leroy. And I'm Rebecca Olarte. And today we have a very special <laughs> episode. God damn it. I didn't know you were going to do that. I know. Neither did I until right now. Uh, we have an interview. Jason, we did an interview. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, he did an interview with Claire Duvall for her new movie, The Intervention. Let's take a listen to a clip. You can feel it, the burden of their marital prison. Peter, did you go fish again? Just really salty, you guys. I'm very sorry. For Christ's sake, maybe you just have an overly sensitive pap. Maybe. I had an abnormal pap smear. Thank you. <laughs> that, was, that clip was hilarious. Um, tell us what this movie's about, Jason. Uh, well, Rebecca, uh, this movie is about a group of friends uh, who get together um, one weekend at a one of the friends' family's huge houses um, with a very um, uncomfortable goal of confronting one of the couple friends, one of the friend couples in the group, about their marriage being miserable and oh. needing to tell them that like you guys need to split up. Um, so it's uh, it's entirely couples. Um, so, uh, in, uh, so we have Clea herself, uh, is in a couple with Natasha Leon. Oh my God. It's the moment we've all it's, been guys, waiting for. This is it. This is it. All those years later, Natasha and Clea are playing a couple again after, of course, but I'm a cheerleader and they have a love scene. So excited. So this is just, I mean, if you're not sold on that, then like, why are you listening to the show? <laughs> Who do, are you? How do we know each other? You mustn't know us. Uh, so they're one of the couples. Uh, another couple was played by uh, a real life couple, uh, Melanie Linsky and uh, Jason Ritter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, Ben Schwartz, uh, John Ralphio from Parks and Rec, oh, along yeah. with uh, Alia Shawkat uh, from Rest of Development. This is a cast... And uh, and not and with. not as I initially thought when I looked at her, um, Alana Glazer, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which uh, which Clay and I talk about in this interview, uh, and uh, yeah, so they all come together to confront uh, one of their friend couples about their relationship. But then, funny thing, um, when uh, <laughs> when friends decide to criticize their other friends, mm. the thing that they forget is that those other friends also could criticize you very deeply and read you for filth. Right. They just choose not to because you're friends. But the gloves come off. <laughs> and you're like, oh, are we doing this? Are we talking about each other's shit? Uh, then the gloves come off. <laughs> and wow. shit goes down. Uh, so this is just one of those great ensemble social comedies, comedy of errors, um, and uh, just, you know, terrific top-notch cast. Uh, and uh, and it is the directorial debut of Clea Duval, uh, who we all first met and fell in love with, not only in But I'm a Cheerleader, but also in The Faculty. Oh, right. In, oh, yeah, in The Faculty. Stokely. Love that Stokely. Uh, since then, uh, she has, you know, just popped up in lots of cool shit. I mean, she was in Argo. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. And then this year, she made a splash on Veep. Oh, I haven't uh, seen that yet. Oh, man. I can't wait. Oh, you're going to love her on Veep. Can't we we talked about that a little bit as well. 
And uh, and so you know, and her and Natasha have uh, have remained friends throughout the years. And uh, Natasha was there during the interview, and you will hear her loudly announce herself um, <laughs> seconds after uh, we began talking. Uh, this interview was conducted at the Frameline Film Festival here uh, at the Castro Theater in June, and uh, where the intervention was being screened. And so, if it sounds a little noisy, it's because we're uh, sitting uh, in the kind of VIP lounge area at the Castro Theater's mezzanine. We sound like we're just like eavesdropping on some friends having a drink. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I didn't even record this. Like somebody else did, and they sent it to me from an unmarked address. I know what's happening. <laughs> Your I iPhone was hacked. I guess I'll put it on the podcast. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so this is just a just a just a cool little chat uh, with uh, with Ms. Duval about her her very very cool uh, directorial debut, the intervention, uh, which is out in theaters and on iTunes right now. Uh, so oh, yeah. is she, she, she beckoning you? Oh, hi. <laughs> never a dull moment, huh? No, never. <laughs> So when did you first start thinking about bringing into filmmaking? I, I wanted to direct a film when, probably when I was in my 20s, like mid-20s, I thought that was something that I would want to do and set a goal for myself that I would direct a movie before I, I turned 30, and that did not happen. Um, but I started writing um, and just like wrote scripts and taught myself through like writing them and getting notes and rewriting um, taught myself just how to write a script basically and then just kept doing it for fun and then um, had this idea and this was the first movie that I wrote with the intention of getting it produced. And so having it be your your debut film, uh, how does it sort of represent what you want to be about as a filmmaker? I mean, I think that something that I really want to focus on is... um, well, a couple of different things. I, wanting to represent the underrepresented and wanting to um, represent characters that you think you know and then going deeper with them. Yeah. Uh, so this is the biggest on-screen relationship you and Natasha have had in a movie since Cheerleader. Uh, how conscious are you of sort of the fan service element that comes along with writing yourself as a couple in another movie? Well, I actually, I wrote the, the, the part for myself, and I actually didn't write it for Natasha. Um, and then I, it's surprising that I didn't think of it until after the script was written and we were, like, putting the cast together. But um, I was definitely aware of that. I mean, Cheerleader is such an important movie and so special um, for us and such a big part of our story as friends. And so it was really fun to be able to do that and... The, you know, Megan and Graham are characters that are really important to people, and hopefully they'll like, you know, our grown-up, Sarah and Jesse. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. I was going to ask how you would feel about fans looking at this and sort of projecting it as, like, a grown-up Megan and Graham. <laughs> well, it's very different than Megan and Graham, but I think, you know, it's still Natasha and I's connection is very much why I wanted Natasha to do this, because, you know, when you're when you're playing a romantic when you're finding a romantic interest for yourself in a movie it's so hard if you don't have chemistry with someone or you don't feel comfortable with them and you really want it to you know you need to show up on day one and have that relationship seem authentic and Natasha is someone that I feel so comfortable with and so seen by and you know we're very affectionate as friends and so it didn't feel weird you know I could we could put our arms around each other and it didn't feel like oh is this okay you know like you know 
invasive or like overly intimate because our relationship is very like intimate. And then Jason and Melanie are a couple in real life. Yeah. Uh, so how was, was that, did that present any sort of interesting nuances, sort of directing a real life couple to play a fictional couple? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think they're both such incredible actors and um, the role that Jason plays was a really, I, I really struggled with it on the page because it was, because it wasn't a character that was active it was a, he's it's a more passive role and i need i knew that i needed to have an actor who would get it and be able to do what was not on the page and um they're so wonderful and so wonderful together and i didn't really have to do much with them because they have such great a great connection and such great chemistry and again like it being able to just capture that on film i felt very lucky uh, a big key to the movie's success is just how brilliantly Melanie can play a drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she can play anything, but she plays drunk very well, which is not always easy. Uh, did you know going in that she would be able to just kill those scenes? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she's so funny, and I, when I was writing, I wrote the part for her and just always had her in mind and things that, as because Natasha's one of my best friends and Melanie is my other best friend, and we, you know, like just kind of being able to and uh, what's the word sort of amplify the things that we joke around about and the, the, the ways that we the characters that we sort of put on you know is really fun to be able to put that into a story form and show everybody how brilliant she is not that everybody doesn't already know but <laughs> it builds the case it helps build the case uh, I think my favorite line in the movie or at least the line I wrote down was uh Lola, take this as a lesson. No one likes a Jolene. It's <laughs> a great line, delivered beautifully. Uh, was that was that scripted? Was that a scripted line? Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was it? It was, you know, was it like about like hundred percent scripted dialogue? Everybody is just playing it really naturalistically. It was. Yeah. A lot of it was. I would say like ninety five percent of what you see was scripted. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do more improv, but we just didn't have time, and we had to get the script so we could tell the story. We had no time, no money. It was really. Like... I will also admit that when I first saw Alia, I thought it was Alana Glazer. Uh, but, you know, that's a common thing. They built that whole episode around it. Yeah. I'm not going to feel too guilty about yeah, that. Thank you. Thank you. It uh, is insane how much they look alike. It really though, right? is. That episode is very it's such bizarre. A, such a genius, bizarre episode. Yeah. <laughs> I love those girls. I think they're so uh, brilliant. Yeah, no, and they are, they are brilliant, and so is Alia. Alia yeah. is, she's so good in this film. It's such a... It's such an interesting character because she kind of she kind of has the least dialogue, but she still makes such an impression. That is something that really blew me away when we were editing the movie. Is that any time Alia was on camera, she was doing something interesting, mm-hmm. and any time we we could just cut to her when a scene wasn't you know like it wasn't quite feeling right or we didn't have a piece that we wanted. It, I would just find what Alia was doing and put it in because she was always delivering something so special that I could never write. So talented. Uh, what is your advice to anybody planning an intervention? I'm sure this is this is like the the press trail question for you, I'm sure, on this. I mean my advice would be I mean, I don't know. I've never seen them go well. They don't they don't Is your advice to not do it? I don't know. I don't know. Because you have to try, but it also seems like I don't know. 
Yeah. I mean, have you ever seen the end of an episode of Intervention where they're like, and they're doing great now? <laughs> no. The and postscript is never. It's never a happy postscript. It's never good. No. Like, no. sober for three days. <laughs> yeah. Now living underneath a 7-Eleven. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> uh, do you already have a follow-up project pick to work on as a director? I'm or? working on um, a couple different things and yeah. developing, Hello. you know, it's have a lot of different things that will hopefully, mm-hmm. I don't know which one is going to happen first. But. Thanks. Hello. Right, cool. Well, and congrats on Veep. Thank you course. so much. That was a dream come true. It's my favorite show. So delightful. So delightful. All right. And congratulations on the movie. I really, really loved it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time to test me. And I'm sorry. Uh-huh. No, really. oh, no problem at all. No problem at all. I know it was her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at our outfit. It's yeah. It takes time. Obviously, was like. It takes time. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again. Thank you. <laughs> Another excellent interview, Jason. Oh. You uh, were simply. Amazing. Yes, well, I hope. <laughs> God fucking damn it. It seems like it scares you. I, mean, I got a lot. Of, I, I, I do rear up like a frightened horse every time that she gets that thing out. Starts branching it at the microphone. Um, yes, yeah, so I hope that you enjoyed listening to me uh, laugh like a crazy person. Uh, delighted. You, I mean, all too delighted. who you were speaking to, you were very composed. Thank you. I'd like to think so. I was like, I did not actually just start going like, icon, icon. Uh, so <laughs> I didn't ask like, her to yeah, pet her head or anything I weird. Not, I did not. She put me right at ease. Uh, I think she's used to dealing with hyperactive lesbians such as myself. <laughs> That's why you didn't let me go. I know. I, mean, I feel like it would have been too much. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, can you imagine her seeing the two? of us like walking toward her brandishing a tape recorder no. i think it would have been too much not too much too much so guys that's it that is this very special interview episode of the binge movie podcast thanks for listening as always uh you can subscribe on itunes um or soundcloud wherever you get your podcasts we are the binge movie podcast uh, and i'm on twitter at fight balance and jason is at excess faggage thank you so much bye Binging on movies with Rebecca and Jason You made it to the end, that's amazing There goes the binge